Even though the field of coaching is 30 years old now, it's still considered new. And if you've ever been skeptical or wondered, how does this really work and does it really work? I've got some great guests coming up. We've got a coaching roundtable with master coaches, Laferne Beatty and Kim DeBrule, as we, we're the training team for the Coaching and Positive Psychology Institute, talk about the ins and outs of coaching and how you can use these skills not only to accelerate your life, but to accelerate your business and your career. Well, we are in for a real treat today. I am so excited because I have got my teaching team with me for the coach training intensive. And we are just going to talk about coaching, some of the myths and challenges in coaching and the incredible opportunity that coaching provides for all of us in terms of just transformation and development. So I want to first introduce you. Well, I'm not, I want to say first because it sounds like whoever's second is second. So why did I even start it that way? I'm in trouble now. <laughs> I need to coach myself. <laughs> I'm going to do it in alphabetical order. How about that? <laughs> so I want to introduce Laferne Beatty. Laferne is absolutely amazing. I met her probably 15 years ago when I had the opportunity to actually coach her and coach her in her journey of making the leap from uh, being a corporate executive to having a thriving business of her own, which she has for more than a dozen years now. And she's also been on the faculty for the CAP Institute this year, did you realize this is an anniversary year, Laferne? Ten no. years. Wow. Ten years since you were at the first. Well, actually, I was going to say since you were at the first coach training intensive, but that's not true because you actually were a student in the very first coach training intensive back in 2010. But you began um, teaching and facilitating in 2012, which was absolutely amazing. Um, Laferne Beatty runs the Beatty Group. She does consulting, speaking. She's an author. Her background in accounting and then HR and et cetera. We just love Laferne on our team. And so she is joining me today along with Kimberly De Bruyne. Kimberly has been coaching for more than two decades. Uh, she entered the coaching arena not from corporate America, but from the field of real estate, where she was really successful and then began coaching real estate agents, which then led her eventually into a very holistic approach to coaching, um, particularly in business and life coaching. I also met Kimberly around the same time that I met Laferne and had the opportunity um, to mentor coach her. Um, and just like Laferne, I just saw something very unique in Kimberly that I thought was so inspiring for anyone who's ever thought about coaching. And so she and Laferne joined us at the same time in 2012. And for the last 10 years, pretty much everyone who's gone through our CAP Institute training programs have been impacted in a really positive and major way by both Kimberly and Laferne. So thank you both for joining me. Thank, thank you. you for having us. And I'm saying we need, if it's been 10 years and you say it is, it's gone by quickly. We need to have a celebration. We really do need to have a celebration. Okay. So that was Laferne talking. So you get the voices down. 
Kim, how is it up there in Vermont today? <laughs> cold, cold. Minus, it feels like minus eight, and we'll celebrate anywhere, even if it's cold. <laughs> you guys can come visit. I was going to say, Laferne's in Florida, and I have a feeling that she's not trying to go to minus eight. <laughs> no, I don't no. think I could drag her up here right now. <laughs> Maybe for the sugar on snow. She might like that. Uh, maybe, but we're in the 80s today, so. Oh, nice. That sounds so lovely. 10 years. Wowie. Ten it has years. gone by fast. 10 years of seeing just amazing people come through the coach training intensive and the certified personal and executive coach program. You know, I just thought I would bring us together um, for a couple of reasons. One, a lot of people are interested in coaching because they're interested in their own personal development and, and having a coach. And a lot of times when people are thinking about having a coach, they don't even know what to look for, right? Coaching isn't a regulated industry. Um, you know, there's not a specific yet, not a specific licensure for coaching. So a lot of times consumers have a hard time knowing how to evaluate um, coaching credentials and how do I choose a coach. But then there are a lot of people who are interested in coaching itself. And the both of you, along with myself, we've got so many years invested in this. And um, even more than that, I think all of our lives have been transformed by the power of coaching. That's why I believe in coaching. I wasn't, um, you know, initially, I was a coaching skeptic. I say that all the time. I mean, it took me a couple of years, before, you know, when someone first showed me a coach, and I started looking into it. And I was like, ah, I don't know what that is. It was when I experienced being coached that I realized how powerful it is. Coaching is still a fairly new profession. I mean, the term life coaching came along in the early 90s with Thomas Leonard launching kind of the first uh, coaching program. Um, that's 30 years, which might sound like a long time, but if you compare it to, let's say, accounting, <laughs> or law, or engineering, or even sales and marketing, it's really not long at all. But it's becoming more and more popular. I mean, it is a multi-billion dollar industry. And here's the thing, with more popularity comes more scrutiny. Um, but I also think, as a coach and, and leading uh, the CAP Institute, that with scrutiny comes opportunity. Like, that we can't shy away from the fact that, yeah, it's not a a licensed regulated industry, but it still works. And particularly when people are willing to do the work of learning what good coaching is and what it really takes to make changes and have transformation, you know, there's, there's research, there's a lot to back that up. So I am wondering for you and either one of you can jump in when I think of the idea that, you know, you know, what is coaching? Is it, is it a real profession, right? What is it that really makes it work? I mean, does that get you riled up or upset or does it, is it like just a challenge to you? Like, have you heard that question and how do you deal with it? You know, Valerie, I've heard it. And for me, it gets me excited because one of the most important aspects of coaching is not what you call yourself, but being able to articulate to someone who's willing to invest time, energy, and money, it's a way of helping them understand the impact, what's different on the other side of working with you. And so yeah. it's not what we call ourselves. It's the results associated with the work that we do to support the clients we serve. 
Yeah. And that's what, that's why it's growing because people are seeing it working. I was just doing an interview with one of our graduates, uh, Maricel Herrera, who's created these peer coaching programs that are really making a difference across college and university campuses. There are so many applications for coaching. <laughs> um, you know, it's not just the coach who wants to have a coaching practice, but often, you know, the leader who wants the skill, it's the, the university that wants to retain students. Kim, how about you? Have you, I know you've experienced the so question. So funny, like, I just experienced, awesome. just last week, um, because one of my friends referred someone to me to talk about coach training, and she signed up for our next training. Uh, and that was one of her questions for me, and I get it often. Can I really make money? Can this really be my business? Can I really create something here? And I find it nothing but exciting when someone asks that question, because I of course, know the possibilities we've seen. Um, Valerie and I were talking about before we even started this podcast, the amazing people who have come through training for the at least last 10 years I've been around who have created amazing, amazing businesses. And they look a million different ways. So yes, yes, you can do this. And that's what I love about CTI and the CAP Institute is we help you to turn it into a business because it is great to have the skills, we'll talk about that, but to be able to to really create a life with your coaching practice is something that we help to put that whole package together. And I love that we do that. You know, one of the reasons I love working with both of you on the coach training intensive, because the three of us teach it together, is we have three very different backgrounds as coaches, right? So Kim's talking about um, you know, being able to develop a thriving business, um, which all three of us have done. Um, but Laferne, you come from that corporate background and you've really seen the impact of coaching within organizations. And what I'm seeing is more and more organizations wanting to create a coaching culture, like recognizing the value of that. Why do you think it's become more and more popular within organizations? Organizations are actually hiring full-time coaches to help their teams. Why is that? It's interesting that as I look back to my earliest exposure to coaching, it was over 22, 23 years ago when I first heard about coaching inside of an organization. What made it so interesting is the fact that there were some people who looked like they were similarly situated. If I looked at them on paper, they looked like they should achieve the same. And then I found out that some of those leaders had this, what I called back then, a secret weapon. <laughs> and that secret weapon was a coach, an executive coach. I was at first exposed to coaching in terms of executive coaching, focusing on leadership development. The reason organizations are so committed to investing, and many of them investing at such high levels that we don't even think about. The reason it works is because it has an impact on the business. So I think about what's the difference between a leader who knows how to help employees improve performance or help an organization solve problems or make better decisions, help someone learn new skills, and even help those within the organization achieve their career goals, experience growth. What's the difference between that type of organization, the turnover that organization experiences, or the retention, 
uh, the performance, the profitability, the sustainability in the nonprofit world? What's the difference between that type of leader and the leader who simply manages in some of the more old-fashioned ways, command and control? We'll tell you what to do. You go out and execute, and we'll tell you when you need to change. Well, given the competitive landscape, organizations need leaders who think more deeply about how to support someone's unique development. And Mm -hmm. that's one way that coaching helps them do that. I'm excited when I see organizations investing in their leaders by helping them develop coaching competencies in order to lead more effectively. Yeah, that's a, that's a really big one. The idea that coaching is a leadership skill (laughs) that literally you need that skill if you're going to develop people because at, at, at certain levels of leadership, it really is about more than you just producing whatever the result is, but you've got to get other people to be able to produce those results too. And that takes good coaching. I mean, good coaching at the very least is going to um, accelerate it. But there are so many applications for coaching. I just, you know, I was mentioning coaching on um, college campuses that helps with retention. Kim, your specialty early on, real estate agents, but really anybody in sales. And I found early on when I started coaching, um, coaches that specialized in groups whether it was financial representatives or insurance agents or real estate agents, that people that were moving in a similar direction and had hard goals and needed to be able to stay motivated and get past their fears and their challenges. Um, You know, healthcare, so many implications for coaching and helping people change behavior so that, you know, it's preventive medicine, right? Um, Parent coaching, I mean, we've got people that are coaching parents because it's just... Um, you know, parenting isn't easy, right? And oftentimes, you know, being able to have a clear strategy and a way to keep learning and growing and getting better because coaching ultimately is about closing the gap between where you are and where you really want to be. And that applies in so many different ways. What are you seeing just in the marketplace when we talk about these applications of coaching? Do you see a, a a changing approach that coaching isn't just, you know, executive coaching or life coaching. What are some of your thoughts on the applications and different ways that coaching can help with transformation? You know, I'm seeing it not just being specific to executive coaching, but um, even if you're looking at, for example, if I'm a leader, I not only have a team that I'm responsible for, but I have others who don't directly report to me that I'm responsible for influencing. Mm. So whether they be boards of directors or community members or colleagues across the globe, how am I able to communicate in a way that influences outcomes in the organization? Mm. So now we're looking at essential skills coaching. Some folks talk about soft skills. They're essential skills. How to influence? I like how to that communicate. so much better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're not soft. You're right. They're the, they're those are the skills that get things moving and move the needle. Yes. Which so we start seeing competency focused coaching versus leadership level or organizational level coaching. Hmm. Interesting, Kim. What about you? Yeah, I see so many applications and I wish I could think of a crazy one I've heard lately because really there's a a coach for just about everything now, but health and mindset, performance is a big one, business coach, 
Um, I call my coaching whole life coaching. I work with business people, but we look at the whole life because what I realized when I was doing the coaching job for seven years, and they were all business people that most of the time, what got in the way of business success was something else in life. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also love that the flip side of this whole conversation, which is the people who don't necessarily want to go out and grow a business with their mm-hmm. coaching skills, but there's so much application just, and I, this is how I sum it up. I really think that having coaching skills can help you have an easier and more enjoyable life yes. <laughs> if yes. you use them, right? Indeed. So like with your spouse, um, with your kids, how powerful, like forget about like having a business, just using these skills if you're a leader with your direct reports with your with your friends even when your friends come and they want your advice when you use coaching skills with them it you believe me you're going to have a lot more friends and people want to be around you all the time because they're going to feel smart yep. <laughs> when you, know, you use coaching skills right because you're you're pulling out of people what they already know yeah perhaps they haven't given themselves permission to say no this is what I want or this is what I absolutely don't want or here's what I need to say I gotta tell you I there were two things in particular that kind of rise to the top that shifted for me when I became a coach and and coaching is a lifestyle like you can't you know oh I just do this but you're not getting things together in your own life right it doesn't mean your life needs to be perfect but you can't shy away from the issues that pop up. So I found that I got much better at hard conversations, right? Because one of the core coaching competencies is direct communication. And so setting boundaries or stating the obvious that might be an elephant in the room, um, just speaking up, I became a lot more courageous person um, from coaching, which made life, like you just said, Kim, easier because I wasn't tiptoeing around stuff. <laughs> I was like, no, you know, this really isn't working. But the the other way for me is what is, you know, what was my real vision? Like getting clarity about what really mattered, what my values really were, and feeling inspired to move forward in meaningful ways in my own life. Like it's a constant stretching. Um, and it's a good stretching. There are times as a coach where you're like, you know, it'd be a lot easier if I wasn't a coach. I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel so accountable to deal with things that you know, really, it's not, it's really not easier in the end, (laughs) but I think it makes life more fun because like I said, it's about moving from, you know, it's closing that gap between where you are and where you want to be. So it's, it's a set of tools that help you to do that. And a lot of times what I find is that when people become coaches, they'll look back at training and they'll say something like, you know, I I thought this was about me helping other people. And it is, but the thing I got most is the change in myself, Mm -hmm. which is so powerful. So the other piece, I just said coaching is an important leadership skill, but I, you know, resilience is at the core of my teaching, coaching, And I really believe coaching is a resilient skill. Like it's a skill that helps you move through and navigate challenges and even self-coaching, like being able to stop and ask yourself the right questions. What are some of the challenges that you've seen people overcome in terms of using coaching as a resilient skill? Like, you know, we always think about the goals, et cetera, but 
Talk a little bit about the challenges you've helped people push through through coaching. Uh, in terms of sales was one of the examples you gave earlier. There are lots of things that can get in the way of becoming a profitable, successful salesperson. And I see coaching skills all the time with my clients um, starting a new business, doing things basically that are uncomfortable, um, that when you have a coach or you're self-coaching, and that was really one of the things I first thought of when you said it's a resilient skill, is you're able to get out of the emotion and stop and pause and ask yourself questions because that's what coaching is all about. It's not uh, about barreling forward in an emotional way and reacting. It's thoughtful. It's mindful, uh, whether you're listening to your client or listening to yourself, coaching yourself. So I, I see so many ways that that shows up, but really, truly, when things are difficult, changes happening, um, you know, maybe something, maybe you just didn't get the sale that you wanted mm -hmm. and you know, if you don't do something, you're going to miss three more while you're stuck. So getting through right. that quickly <laughs> and making a good assessment about what happened and being able to keep moving um, towards success. It's just, uh, I mean, for me, coaching cut my uh, wasted time down quite a lot <laughs> right away in the sales arena. You really hit on something that was a huge benefit that I learned early on. And you said quickly. So it's yes. not that a person wouldn't get through the challenge without a coach, yes. but coaching actually accelerates your progress. Right. Like you said, you're not wasting time staying stuck. You're addressing issues right away with the help of a coach, which is pretty powerful. Mm -hmm. Laferne, you were, you yeah. were going to add something. I think about coaching in terms of two specific periods, 2008, which is when I left the corporate arena. I'd been coaching for three years in my own business and what we were facing globally from an economic perspective in 2008. And then I fa fast forward to 2020. Those two periods were seasons where I gained the most confidence and certainty around mm. the benefits of coaching. Discipline, focus, and what it takes to overcome fear and uncertainty. And I think about the leaders that we've served over the last couple of years, not knowing what they were going to do, never having been faced with a health, social, political crisis all coming together at once. It's the difference between being the single point of knowledge and being comfortable with that or the single point of failure and understanding how dangerous that is. And as a coach, being able to help leaders navigate trusting and surrendering and stepping into your role as a person who can lead an organization through the most challenging times. It helped make leaders I've seen better educators, better consultants, better mentors, better collaborators, by having insight to the specifics that we help them learn and share with others through coaching. I don't think there's any more powerful tool or competency that I've ever seen, especially during the most challenging times than coaching. If it can be that good during the challenging times, imagine <laughs> what it can look like when we're not facing a crisis. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's so good. And Laferne, I remember in 2020, when we took the coach training intensive online, I remember talking to you on the phone 
And, um, you know, it was a big, it was a big shift, even though our certifications always been online, coach training intensive, uh, had not. And you asked a great coaching question, um, which you kind of stated like a statement. (laughs) I knew what the answer was. And it was something like, you know, Valerie, what is the opportunity in this? And I realized that it really was an opportunity. It, It opened the coach training intensive up to a lot more people. It challenged us in terms of how to be creative uh, with it and to be engaged and engaging online. There was so much learning that happened. And the last two years, we have trained more coaches than we ever have trained. We've added a, a coach training intensive. We do it four times a year. But when you said, what is the opportunity in this? It was such a simple but powerful question, but honestly, that's what coaching is, right? It's the simple but powerful. So um, I want us to to wind down a little bit. I've got just two more questions. So the first one is around, I have this, I don't think it's a bias. I just think it's a fact, but do you ever have opinions where you're like, no, that's not really just my opinion. It's it's indeed. (laughs) So it's this, and I want y'all to kind of just respond to it, but I think everybody needs a coach. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. Wholeheartedly. Yes, yes, yes. Use coaches, retirees could use coaches, executives can use coaches, business owners, teachers, students. Like it is a life changing experience to be coached. And when you are the person doing the coaching, and the research bears this out, it actually transforms you too, because you, you have to be fully present. You have to practice a bit of empathetic listening. You're in somebody else's corner. It's not about you. Like there's this level of service in it that um, where, where you get to see, you get to see the results, but also there's very few professions where people are pretty much always, number one, really happy to see you saying thank you, <laughs> right? Where you're really helping them with their dreams and the things that are are meaningful. So there, I gave you all of my reasons why I think the statement is true, but I think everybody can use a coach. I really think that there's something that it always gets me about this. Everyone could use a coach, at least one, first of all, but I think it's because, um, well, there are probably all the other reasons you said, and I want to hear what Fern's going to say too, but the um, accountability and action that are a part of the coaching process, which by the way, if you come to CTI, you get to learn the whole structure, which is such a CTI, the coach training intensive. We talk in acronyms while we're in the military around here. (laughs) So accountability and action are things that don't always, well, you know what? We make actions all the time, right? We write down, I'm going to do this. I'm starting tomorrow. I'm going to do that but no one knows about it. So when we bail on ourselves, we're the only ones that know, and that actually really hurts us. But when you have a coach who's holding you accountable and you have to go back and report in at the next session, you are so much more likely, in fact, I'm gonna say mostly likely to do it because you're paying for coaching and someone's gonna know if you don't do it. And it's so powerful to talk about moving quickly toward your goals. It's just, 
incredible. Those two things are the reasons why I feel everyone could use a coach because we just don't get that walking around in real life. We don't get someone listening mindfully without a care about anything else or anyone else. Not multitasking. (laughs) Right. No multitasking. I'm just here for you. Um, anyway, I'm going to stop because I really want to hear what Laferne has to say about that too. Cause I know she, she and I both believe this wholeheartedly. I love what you said, Kim, about having somebody who's there just for you. I view coaching as a service of integrity. Mm. So I go to the dentist to keep my oral health in integrity, whole and undivided. I leverage coaching so that I can keep my life whole and undivided. Mm. I can have the same type of health in my life that I have in my mouth, if I'm thinking about the dental example. (laughs) And there's something about having a space where someone is 100% supportive of you. Yeah. Sometimes giving you that feedback and guidance that challenges, stretches and makes you feel uncomfortable. But in the end, you know, it's for your absolute best and in alignment with everything you say you want. That's what we do for those we serve in the coaching space. Yeah. So if you could use a word or two to describe what every coach needs to have like a, like a character trait that really helps you to be able to help other people in that way. Like, is there anything that comes to mind? I'll I'll tell you mine. I'll give you a second to think about it. Um, What I think is first and foremost, someone that chooses curiosity over judgment. They they don't feel like they have all the answers. They're not looking at you going, Oh, I know what your problem is. (laughs) Right. But they're curious. I wonder what's going on there. I wonder what has them stuck. Oh, gosh, I wonder what that right question is that would just shift them to think of this and look at this differently. That's huge as we know non-judgment is so important in coaching, but the, the, the person who's curious, the person who's just, and, and the other that comes to mind um, for me is someone who's just for people. Like you just want to see people reach their potential. When you see people stuck, it's, it's in you to go, you know, it could be, it could be different. <laughs> <laughs> you have to stay in that place. What comes to mind for you? Because there's a lot of people, you know, there are people listening who are either they're coaching, they thought about coaching. What do you think is, is important in terms of a character trait for a great coach? I would say the first one that came to mind for me is courage. Mm-hmm. Being courageous enough to serve someone else in their space of need or desire. And also being courageous enough, knowing that we hold that double-sided mirror when we're coaching, the client sees him or herself, and we're on the magnified side, viewing ourselves very closely, having the courage to walk with someone on a journey that causes us to also reflect on who we are and how we show up. Yeah. And the second word is confidence. I believe confidence is the difference between mediocrity and mastery. And when you confidently serve as a coach, not as the know-all, be-all, end-all, but as a loving support for someone else, that takes something that will definitely set you apart 
from those who go to the grave with the ability to do it, but not the confidence and willingness to be able yeah. to walk in that space of a coach. Well, the great thing is those are things that can be built because I know yes. I, I didn't have it at the level I needed it when I started. Yeah. Right. But the, the challenge of growing in courage and confidence is a wonderful coaching challenge. Kim, what are those words for you? Um, first, I'll just tack on that. That's one of the things I think that grows for you, for sure, as a coach is courage, because you have to have courage in order to hold people accountable and to directly communicate with them. That may not be something that you know how to do when you start, but you will learn that and grow yeah. that. And it goes out into all the other areas of your life. So side benefit to being a coach. <laughs> but um uh, curiosity was the first thing that came to my mind, just being willing to ask those questions and not have an, a preconceived idea. It's really hard when people come to coach training. A lot of times we're used to giving the answers to people and, uh, and flipping that switch on to curiosity is a whole new world. And the last thing I think of is love of learning, because when you love to learn, um, you love to see others learn, but you're also learning and growing yourself. And I think it goes along with walking the talk. When you're a coach and you're walking the talk, your clients can come along with you. And if you're always learning and growing, and that brings in the curiosity as well, then that's someone someone wants to be around you. They they're gleaning things off from you, and you're full of life and and you know learning and growing is sparkly. <laughs> it's like. It's full of life. And if you're wanting to live life fully, I think in today's world, all of these things are so important. Coaching is essential to take you to that place. It's just part of your puzzle. It's not, you yeah. know, I have four different uh, people I go to for different healthcare situations and, and they're different pieces of my team. And my coach is part of my team. And I think it's just part of that living fully in your life and sparkling. Well <laughs> the exciting thing is if when you decide to to start down that journey, you grow in all those areas. It's a part it's a process of who you're becoming and, and as a coach, you keep becoming more and more Forever of that. And ever. <laughs> Absolutely. I so appreciate both of you. We have so much fun uh training at the coach training intensive. Of course, we have one coming up, so we're gonna be doing this and having a good old time um with all of the uh all of the folks that that join us. Um, but if you've thought at all about coaching, I want you to grab a free guide that we have at capinstitute.com. It's the ultimate Q&A guide to becoming a coach, where we basically curated all the questions we most often get from people that are thinking about coaching and just go into detail about, uh, about those answers. Um, but I wanted you to get a chance to meet Kim DeBrule and Laferne Beatty because they are an amazing part of our team. And there are other instructors that are part of our team, but they are the two that uh, that do the work of the coach training intensive, which is the first step into uh, into certification. If that's something that you've ever ever thought about, so Kim, where can people connect with you? People can connect with me at kimberlydubrule.com. It's kimberly l y d u b r u l dot com. Awesome. And how about you, Lafern? On social, I'm Lafern Kit Beatty. There will not be two of those, just that one. <laughs> <laughs> and online, it's thebeattygroup.com. That's Beatty, B-A-T-I-E, Katie with a B. That's the <laughs> easiest way. Both of you, thank you. It's been so fun working together for a decade. Yes! Yes! yes. yes. 
and we're still going strong. Absolutely. Thank you, Valerie. Thank, Thank you for joining me. <laughs>